One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, guys, welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, episode 188. Yes. And, Guy, we are here live. In a castle. At Lancaster Golf Club. Yeah, what a place. Say hello, everyone, from Lancaster Golf Club. I think you can do a little bit better than that. Hello, Lancaster Golf Club. It's more like Like it. Like a pantomime. He's behind you. Um, we have, um, just completed day three of cycling from St. Andrews, the home of the 150th Open Championship to Royal Liverpool. I've now managed to clock up, uh, the mass isn't great, 350 kilometers. Insane. We've got another 150 kilometers to go. I need to add a bit more time on. You joined me today on Barry the Bike. Yeah, but there's a caveat. I joined you today on Barry the Bike, but for some short little stints because it's brutal. It is absolutely solid. And I've said to a few of these people today at Lancaster Golf Club, it's not like a bike. Like normally a bike, you pedal and it moves. That thing, you pedal, it just doesn't move. It's like a tractor. How on earth are you doing it? Me and Barry have become quite uh, friendly. Yeah, I can see this that. last three days, <laughs> and uh, I know everything about Barry, and he knows everything about me. Um, he has broke down a couple of times, the boy. Yeah. So the the backstory, I, I don't think we've actually explained this certainly on the podcast or publicly. Um, first off, the reason why I'm doing this is um, I, I did the walk charity walk last year across Scotland from Presswick to St Andrews. It was six days, six marathons, carrying my golf clubs, and it was really, 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 really hard. But I'm a weird type of person. And I absolutely loved it. And we managed to raise £128,000 for Prostate Cancer UK. And thank you. Thank you. Well, to, to be honest, it, it's, it's thanks to you guys. Mm. Thanks for everyone that listens. Thanks for everyone that watches. Thanks for everyone who donated. And I loved it so much that I thought I've got to do something next year. So I wanted to connect the open venues. So I wanted to do St. Andrews to Royal Liverpool. Um, and even today, we've start, started talking about how we go from Royal Liverpool to Royal Troon in Scotland next year. And there was, there was rumours, vicious rumours, being thrown about about doing eight marathons in eight days. Sick. 
I squashed those rumors pretty quickly. <laughs> I said, that ain't going to happen, but we'll see. So I wanted to do something again, you know, um, a bit like me and you'll know this guy. I'm not particularly the best person at planning in the world. So about three months ago, I, I spoke to my really good friends at prostate cancer and said, I want to do something this year. Matt and Ed are laughing as well. Um, I want to do something this year. I want to do something bigger. I want to cycle from St. Andrews to Royal Liverpool. And I've seen a bike. I've seen something online. It's a four-seater. Um, we can turn it into like a golf buggy. We can pedal it. We can put our clubs on the back. But That's when you plan. say you saw that online, what websites are you on to see that monstrosity? I can't even say that word. Monstrosity. I can't say it. Say it. Help me. Monstrosity. Is that right? That's good enough. Three times. Um, I Googled it and found that there was a bike that you could be used on a golf course, but also put your clubs on. Right. That you can cycle, which I actually thought was a great idea anyway. I reached out to the company and realized the company had actually gone out of business a couple of years ago. So it actually wasn't that great of an idea because obviously they didn't sell any of the things. But what they did, they actually, um, a few people did buy them and certainly a, um, I don't know what you call it, like a science experiment base in Zurich, Switzerland. Okay. And they used these bikes to take scientists to the middle of these mountains to do all this research. And there was a couple of them becoming retired. And we reached out to them and said, could we have them? And they said, yes, you can have them on the premise that you give us three bottles of wine. Really? Three. <laughs> so the great team at Prostate Cancer sent a, sent a guy up called Mortz in a transit van, drove him to Zurich with three bottles of wine. And the exchange happened at midnight at the stroke of stroke of midnight as the as the full moon was in <laughs> shots and Barry became ours. Um and we actually took on Barry's sister as well. Okay. Ethel. Ethel. <laughs> so we've got Barry who's the blue bike and Ethel that's the yellow bike because we wanted to take the best parts of Ethel, like any really good relationship, take all the good parts of Ethel and put them on Barry. Nice. And that's kind that of sounds a bit <laughs> weird. Like any good rela- elaborate? There might be baby Barry's and Ethel's <laughs> very soon. Might be baby Barry and Rick's very soon. Um, so anyway, we made a working Barry bike mm-hmm. and we got him over to Scotland. And I, I didn't literally, I didn't see the bike in person till the day before riding it from St. Andrews. And I met in this really shady car park and, and I was like, it got dragged out of the van. I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Because um, it was, it's in the state that it's in and it's, and it's, it needs a lot of TLC. Anyway, we put the clubs to the back. We, we, and off we went. So we kind of just head, head set sail. Day one was the hardest day I thought so far until today. Lots of hills and, and undulations out of St. Andrews. Day two was actually not too bad. We went from bigger all the way to Carlisle. And then today has just been an absolute slog. I think we've gone uphill by about 1,500 meters today. And you've encountered some of those hills. Yeah. It's a real slog. Well, you, you have recently ran a London marathon with very little training and you completed that. Last year you did, was it five marathons walking? Six, six, yeah. Well, there you go. Six marathons, one marathon a day walking from, from Presswood to St. Andrews. You are right now convinced this is the hardest of all the challenges you've done thus far. I, I'm not exaggerating this start. On Monday afternoon, evening, once I finished, I genuinely was like, I need to quit. Because I, I, I could not, I, I, I couldn't do it. I was in 
so much pain. Like my, my average heart rate for the whole trip is like 145, 150 beats per minute. And I'm literally pedaling and pedaling and pedaling and pedaling. And a couple of times when Barry unfortunately failed on us, I've got my backup bike, which is my two, my two wheel cycle bike, strapped my clubs to my back still with a bungee cord and cycled on that. That was really bloody hard. I could tell how hard it was today when I met you for the first time and got on the bike. Well, I'm not a great runner, but I can run a 5K comfortably around 25 minutes and you're similar, like decent-ish standard. We got on the bike today, we cycled, cycled 5K and that took was about 35 to 40 minutes. Because it was just like this. And that cycling, like it's so difficult. The downhills are fun though. So we broke two, two speed limits yeah, today. Yeah, well, there's actually, we went... <laughs> We went past a guy who shouted at us saying something like, you're not going to break any speed limits today, guys. So like, we're, we're in we T-Bay, we're in we T-Bay going up this hill and literally up this hill, like I, I think an old an old grandma in a, in a walking stick like raced past us and I think a couple of turtles went past us and, and, and we were like literally like pedaling and pedaling and pedaling doing what we could. And like I said, the guy said, you're not breaking any speed limits. We thought we'll show him. About two minutes up the road, um, we were coming down this hill and, we, and the bike's got a little speedometer on. And we were, we were like, come on, let's do this. And luckily for us, there was a um, some roadworks being done. So the national speed limit on that road was 20 miles per hour. So we were like, we got this. And we managed to get to a grand total of 20 plus point, sorry, 20 point three miles per hour. Yes. So if there's any coppers in the room, I apologize. Arrest us now because I'll happily go down for that. And then, and then later on, on a, on a, I don't know what the road speed was. We actually managed to clock a fastest speed of 32 miles per hour on Barry today. And that was scary. <laughs> like yeah. really, really scary. Cause the brakes is so sketchy. It's like a lever and it's like screaming every time you pull it. So yeah, it's well, not, last, not the best. Last year you did this for Prostate Cancer UK. This year it's Prostate Cancer UK. It's obviously a charity that you've now raised a lot of money for, but I feel like you're quite passionate about. And why is it that you've got, you've chosen to, to, you know, kind of work with, if you like, prostate cancer and, and, and publish such this cause to so many people? For, for me, luckily in touch wood, I've actually had no personal um, connections to, to the to the cancer. I've had other family members die of other cancers. But for me, it was the fact that when I look at my audience and, and it's, you know, heavily geared towards males of a certain age, you know, one in eight men get prostate cancer. A men of 50 years up is the most vulnerable, 50 years plus are the most vulnerable pe- pe- people to get it. And it's actually the most common cancer in men. So it's more aligning the, the actual um cancer to, to my channel really and, and who watches the channel because you know it's so important to look after your health make sure you get checked you can easily get checked with a blood test you know it, it's worth just kind of keeping an eye on it because you know it is it's a huge killer and you know if whatever we can do to raise money and awareness for it the awareness is bigger than the money to yeah. some degree we've got a funny story about the, the money today so um you know when I, when I set off on these charity things, I'm never quite sure how much money it's going to raise. You know, last year I blew my mind that we managed to raise 128,000. I mean, it really did. So this year I didn't expect to maybe go as, as far as that. So the donations came in really nicely and I did a very clickbait title to get people <laughs> watching a video to come and donate. And then the, the donations were coming in very nicely. 
So today I was like, no, let's see if we can really ramp it up. So I did another video last night, basically saying I'm, I'm like, this is really, really, really hard. And we put a video to it, which really pulls on a lot of heartstrings mm. to kind of show that, you know, how prostate cancer affects people in, whether it's the dad, the granddad, the brother, fam, uncles, etc. cetera. Um, and, and we started to really see the charity donations come up. And today um, I actually did a little stint on um, Talk Sport today. And uh, Andy Goldstein got me on TalkSport about half six. And I did a little 10 minute interview on, on the uh, radio. It's really good. So I thought I might have a bit of a boost. You know, I might have a bit of an impact. So I literally, we we're on maybe 32,000 pounds raised at that point. So I was like, wow, we're doing really well now. And I literally refreshed and it jumped straight up to 42,000 pounds raised. And I'm like, whoa. That has had a big impact. So I'm reading down a few of the comments and it's like five pounds, well done, 10 pounds, well done. And then there's a donation for 10,000 pounds. I'm thinking, what? And you'll never guess who it was from. It was actually donated by James Corden. <laughs> so James Corden had listened to TalkSport. Crazy. He'd said, love what you're doing. Uh, like, congratulations. He donated 10,000 pounds. So, I mean, it's just like mind blowing. So, you know, the fact we've now got 42,000, I think it's even over 44,000 pounds now raised. I'd love to get over 50,000. So if you are listening to this podcast, uh, and or you're watching the video and you do want to donate the links down below you know we've got one more day to go and i think it's going to be really hard the last day fortunately it's quite flat but mm-hmm. i've got to make up some of the miles i lost today or some of the kilometers i'm lost on today so i've got to do 150 kilometers tomorrow so it's going to be a really hard day so if you can donate people who are listening and watching um it'd be, i'd really appreciate it as well yeah um you know what though there's been a couple of times i mean this, this the fans, the audience are so, so good. Um, the support I've had online has been amazing. The reception I got at Carlisle Golf Club was really, really good. They had a junior a junior day on. This is quite cool. I don't know if you guys do it, if people listen or even Lancaster Golf Club. They were trying to raise money for the junior section at the golf club. So that day, Sunday, when I arrived, they have kids doing kind of jobs <laughs> around the clubhouse for donations so it might be washing cars it might be cleaning clubs it That's might be brilliant. having challenges it might be beat the junior for 10 pound and they managed to raise 1600 pound wow. which is really good so we did a we did a little six hole, we did a little one hole scramble me and the juniors and i said if we make par or better i'd, I'd top it up to uh, two thousand pounds yeah. and we managed to make power or better before the heavens opened and absolutely lashed it down and then so that was an amazing reception um, and i'm not just saying this because i'm here at lancaster golf club today but genuinely when we came down that road there i was bloody struggling like really really struggling me and guy were like come on we got and to see everybody at the front gate i was actually live streaming on instagram at the time to see people at the at the front gate and to welcome and the reception we've had here is really uh, appreciated so i want to thank everyone here yeah. at lancaster golf club like and thanks for the people who've been buying me the beers because they're really good And I think, I think there's a, I'll kind of come on to the last few thanks and then we can open it up to questions or anything else we need to cover. Um, like my team have been amazing. Mm. Ed and Matt, they've been, um, 
living the life, I would say, running around chasing me, trying to get drone for we're actually gonna make a video of this whole thing, like a mini documentary. These guys have absolutely killed it. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And then the support team. So we've had Sarah, Katie, Ross, um, who have I forgotten so far? Dan, Paul. Uh, Paul have been uh, Mortz, who's on the on the motorbike. They're all back there. Thank you so much. They've been absolutely amazing. Uh, Katie and Sarah, who are just there at the back, if everyone can turn around. <laughs> powerhouses. So they've really helped me on the bike. Like they're absolutely killed. They're absolutely killed. Were it. they better than me? <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, less whinging. Less That's whinging for you guys. <laughs> I didn't like, whinge much. About literally about two minutes into the bike, he goes, This is hard, isn't it? I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to make you feel better doing I'm so didn't. much. I'm like, Shut up. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was really good. So, huge thanks to those guys. And thanks to like Carlisle and Lancaster Golf Club and Royal Liverpool tomorrow for just kind of, you know, last minute ringing up and saying, Can we come and. Last minute, Rick Shields? Doesn't sound like Rick. Might get a room. People think I'm really planned and well organized. No, no you're not. not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so really cool. And then I think while we're obviously doing a podcast and doing live things, unless we want to cover any more of that story, I'd love to talk about our amazing week last week. Well, I was thinking this before. So we did a podcast last week about the kind of live PJ tour, DP world tour, shot kind of merger. And I can't remember at that point what day that was. Can you remember? Did we talk about the trip much? Did we talk about Muirfield and the lunch? So what that, a week we had last week. So last week we went up to Scotland and obviously we were up there and then I could start the ride. Um, we started to do these kind of filming weeks where we go to certain pockets of golf courses and play. And last week we managed to do a Gullen, which is a really, a really old golf course, beautiful golf course, hosted the Scottish Open. Me and um, Iona Stephen, who's a channel favourite, we did a scramble video. That'll be coming out soon. And we were on the 13th hole when I received that text message about the merger, which kind of threw me off my game. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> did you I, break seven? Oh, was it, was it a scramble? So yeah, did, did it go I've low? Play, I've been playing so bad at the moment. But I've been thinking about the cycle. And, of course you oh, have. I've been training, Jeremy. I've sore legs. So, um... So then we played, and then we got in, um, sorry, the next day I went to Archerfield in the morning and weirdly, Mr. Peter Finch was up there. Mm -hmm. So I did a, a scramble video with Pete, me and Pete at Archerfield. Archerfield, I mean, it's one of the best places in Scotland. It, if I could join any golf club in the world. Apart it, from Lancaster Golf apart Club from and Lancaster, Carlisle Golf Club. Yeah, and Royal Liverpool. It would. And Augusta. Yeah, and the old course. But then... <laughs> But then or North Berwick and then Mar Marriott Worsley Park but then then it would be Archerfield it has literally got everything it's got the best state of the art practice facilities you will ever see on the planet it has got two amazing golf courses it's got this massive clubhouse that's like quite kind of modern but yet kept some kind of tradition to it as well um, it's just wouldn't you say it's just if you, if you like golf which obviously we like golf it's it's heaven. Yeah, it's, it is. It's really, really nice. I think anywhere in that section of Scotland, anywhere, yeah. you know, that is just like perfect. So did Archerfield. And then I didn't really want to talk about this so much on, on the podcast, but I, it really kind of, it was really a nice thing last, last week. So I got contacted by a charity a few uh, months ago now. And it's um, Rays of Sunshine, it's called the charity. It's like a Make-A-Wish charity. And I got contacted about a young lad called Oliver who had a brain tumour. And he's had it 
since he's very young. And one of his make a wish was to actually play golf with me at a Renaissance golf club, which is just opposite um, Archerfield. So as much as I can do these things, you know, I will do. So I went and met him. And actually in the morning he played with Pete. That's why Pete was up in that area. And we had lunch together. So it was me, Pete, Oliver, his mum, and a few from the charity. And he's an, he's an 18-year-old lad. He's had a brain tumour since he was very young. What a positive, lovely outlook on life he's got. Wow. Um, he, he's got into golf. It's quite interesting, actually. I don't know if my mum's still here. Sure. Yeah. My mum's hiding behind the corner there. Uh-huh. Um, my mum surprised me at Lancaster Golf Club, so it's very nice. Um, the story of him getting into golf was actually weirdly quite similar to mine. So my mum, the lady sat in the corner there, who's probably drinking. Is she drinking? A little bit of... No. <laughs> Someone buy my mother a drink. <laughs> Surely. Um, my mum got me into golf when I was the age of 11 and um, she dragged me to the driving range and I was hitting balls and she became lady captain and unfortunately she doesn't play golf now. But what's quite nice, Oliver's story was weirdly quite similar. Really? So his mum played golf from an early age. She got him into golf because he, he was quite um, downhearted. He'd been through a lot of surgery and a lot of chemotherapy or, you know, what, what they need for the for the tumour. And he wasn't getting much exercise. She, she decided to try and get him out on the golf course and play golf. And he said, okay, I'll give it a go. And since that, they've, they play golf together all the time. Oh, wow. She, like, it, the, the release and the, he- the mental health benefits for her has been enormous. Wow. And he was, he was really good. So we played, we played nine holes. We called it the Rick and Oliver Invitational. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, we, we're looking at potentially inviting you next year, but okay. he hinted at it. Did but, he? But I said, we'll, we'll have to speak. Um, <laughs> we, we made the rules up, which was the best game in the world. So we both We both played an amazing game of golf. Did you play well then? I'd play terrible. Really? Even rule, with making your own rules up? I made the rules up. up. I cheated and I still didn't break par. There's something Sounds seriously like wrong Rick. at the moment. Uh, but the Renaissance is so hard. But yeah, that, that was re- it was just such a nice... He got to play with Pete and Katrina Matthew in the day. Oh, wow. And then we, we played as the sun came down at Renaissance at night. And uh, I've been texting him and all sorts now. He's asking for like swing advice. But he, <laughs> he was great. So, and then the next day we got, um, I can't think of my tracking of time. So it was Archerfield the next day. Yeah, And sorry. then after Archerfield. We got invited, which sounds very snobby and a bit snooty. We got invited for lunch. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Curtain tie jobby at Muirfield Golf Club. So they've hosted the Open Championship several times. In fact, it's one 16? Times. I think it's 16 times. They've hosted the Ryder Cup, the Walker Cup, the Curtis Cup, the Amateur Championship, the, the Open... Yeah, everything. everything, everything you can host pretty much. And we got invited for lunch and I thought it was a way of kind of vetting us out. I think it was definitely. Whether we were suitable candidates to play the golf for the next day. There was a bit more to it than that though. We got a proper tour. It was amazing. But I just thought they're going to get us really, 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 really drunk and see how we behave. <laughs> I was worried about Rick, I'll be honest. I did the really, 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 really drunk bit. <laughs> and passed with flying colours. So that was good. No, it was really good. We had lovely lunch. We got shown around the clubhouse. The history of the place was amazing. Well, what was quite unique with it is when we got in touch about filming, which we obviously do with golf courses, and Muirfield's one of the most exclusive, highly regarded golf courses on the planet, and it's ranked like the top 15 in the world, very quickly said, yeah, we'd love to come and film, which was brilliant. And we were so excited to go and play this amazing golf course and film this video. And then a few weeks later, they got in touch again and said, you're still welcome to come, but you basically have to come for this lunch beforehand so we can kind of show you our history and, and like Rick said, kind of vet us out, so to speak. But, and, and also on that, they said that we have members of this golf club who see it as a lunch club with a golf course attached. So we were like, what What do we expect? And, and, and Rick will um, tell you this, I am the most fussy eater on the planet. So going for lunch in a shirt and tie, I was genuinely nervous of what what I was going to have. So we put our suits on. And By the way, I was quite embarrassed about that. Were you? Yeah. So I'm not a suit guy. Yeah. Okay. The only real suit, I've got two suits. Yeah. One for funerals, one for weddings. One for court. (laughs) Three suits. (laughs) (laughs) That's my funeral suit. So I kind of turned up to this thinking, what do I wear? Like, So I wore my wedding suit, not my wedding, actual wedding suit, the suit that I would wear for a wedding. Wrong vibe. We looked like two kids on a, on a prom. <laughs> well, I actually put a picture in the actual video yeah. of this. So you went out and bought a new suit. I bought a suit from Matalan, high-end Matalan. My my wife works at Matalan, uh, Matalan head office. So I got a nice, uh, I think it was 33% discount. So I splashed out uh, quite a whopping 60 quid on a new suit. Actually looked all right in it. You look great in Thank it. Thank you very much. I turned up in a three-piece three suit. blue suit. And it wasn't, it just wasn't the vibe. Like, do you know, like when, when like, you know, we look like two 
people going to the races, I yes. would say. Yeah. They were all wearing nice, like, they weren't, weren't matching, was it? None so of it was, was like, matching. Checkered blazers. Yeah, cream pants, little loafers. We had they shiny look, they look great. flickers on. <laughs> yeah, we, we just, we just, we, 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 it was shirt and tie, but not our shirt and tie, or jacket and tie. We stood out like a sore thumb, essentially. not our jacket and tie. I was so uncomfortable, it was ridiculous. And then we went back to Gullen Golf Club because the lads went and played a bit of golf. I ended up saying, I need to get out of this. And I actually bought a hoodie from Gullen, which was outrageously expensive. Yeah. It's like 90 quid for a hoodie from Gullen. Yeah. But, but anyway. The good news was, though, the lunch was Calvary. So I was absolutely over the moon. Massive Yorkshire potatoes, beef, veg, sticky toffee pudding for dessert. So it was my heaven. But it was... And the uh, wine was really, really good. Yeah. And the wine was actually... But it was... Um, and also the other tradition they have is they play pretty much exclusively foursomes golf. So you play in a four ball, but you play alternate shot with a partner. So it's fast. You play really fast rounds. So we played foursomes and we won't reveal the score yet. Cause you have to watch the video. Um, but There's one rule in foursomes. You don't say sorry. No matter what you do, even if you hit the worst shot in the world, you can't you're not say allowed sorry. to say sorry to each other, which was really hard for Guy. Cause nice. Do you want to tell everyone your joke you did today? No. You come gonna, on. It's not going to land. It will. It's it, not was, gonna it land. was arguably the best joke. It's not gonna you, land it will. Now. It was has it's to not land. land. It will. Not doing it? Come it won't on. land. It will. Right, I'll tell you then. So, out the. It will. I hope it lands. Pretend it lands. Everyone here who's live, just laugh really loud. So and it can laugh. It was quick as well, right? So we were uh, obviously out today cycling, and um, the guys on the motorbike, Morty's phone kept overheating. He had like an iPhone. It always overheats in the sun. So one of the brakes, they had a little fridge in the van. So he put his phone in the fridge, believe it or not, to cool it down. And uh, we were sat there while he was doing that, and we were all sat having a minute having a Lucas aid, and then his phone started ringing. And um, someone said, is that your phone? Oh, yeah, it's in the fridge. And dead quick, Rick went, it'll be a cold caller. <laughs> Did it land or not? It was good. It was good. Thank you. It was really funny. It was really uh, funny. <laughs> so, yeah, no. And then the next day, sorry, the last day of then uh, Scotland, and then we'll open up some questions. The best golf course ever. Be honest. And you two played it as well. Uh, I've still got one more that's slightly. Where, where else it. have you been that's any good? Uh, <sighs> I've got one more golf course that I've played this year that was that was fairly decent. That's has a green, lots of green and the yellow logo. But North Berwick was a very very second close. North has anyone here played North Berwick? Who's here at Lancaster? A number of people have. Would you agree it's one of the best courses on the planet? There's a few nods. Yeah, what a golf course! Oh, he just said it's good. It's good. Oh wow. Not actually Dunbarney. played Dunbar. No. Oh, Dunbar, I've not played that one. Not played. You no, uh, North Berwick, got, got, it's got some vibes of the old course in Andrew. Yeah. Certainly the 18th hole where you're playing back into the town and you've got the clubhouse behind the 18th green. But what an insane golf course that's literally on the coast. You see the coast so much. There's so many quirky holes. There's actually... Um, a wall that goes across one of them, basically in front of There's a green. three walls. There's three walls. One of them basically blocks off a green. If your ball lands on the beach, which it can easily do, you play it off the beach. It's incredible. It's amazing. And we got a tea time for, for Matt and Ed. Ed, pick up, you never pick up the mic. Pick up the mic, Ed. Give everyone a little. Oh, no. So a really long cable. So we, after we played, it is amazing. North Bear, it's amazing. The video will be coming out soon. It's ama- it's superb. And no spoilers, but I made a little string of birdies. 
Yes, and, and then I made a lot of triple bogey, triple bogey. Yeah, so we'll see did. what happens. Ed, you played it later. Best course you've ever played? Best course I've played. All right. Helps that- I hit the uh, green on eighteen. Did you? Yeah. Hit driver or free wood? Missed the putt though. Free wood. Oh, uh, driver. Driver. Low cut. Nice. Ed, Ed's Off arguably the, the best player that that works in the media <laughs> business. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say arguably is the he best is. golfer. We maybe should utilize you a little bit more. Ed. Maybe. No, 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 no. you'll make me look bad. Um, and then, Matt, you enjoyed it as well, didn't you? Best course ever. Best course ever. Yeah, by far. So those videos will be sprinkled out over the next few weeks. Um, so, yeah, should be good. Anyway, before we leave everybody for their fantastic Monday evening, and I, I've got a fish and chips order on tow... I'm actually starting to go really lightheaded, to be honest with you. Just a, just a quick one. People are watch, listening to the podcast, maybe in the car, at the gym. You need to watch the video version because Rick isn't sat in his normal attire. You're sat in a prostate cancer shirt that's very sweaty, to be honest. This is my second one today. You look like you need a good shower, as do I. Feel, I. Honestly, I feel so. I feel very dizzy. Yeah, right so just a quick note. If you're listening to this, make sure you go over to the YouTube channel and just watch it, even if it's for a few minutes, to, to see Rick in all his glory. Sorry, can I just have a glass of water, if you don't mind? Sorry. I'm being a bit diva. Um, right, should we finish this off with a few questions from the floor? Yes. So, so we've got a microphone here that does stretch out a bit, but you might, if you do want to ask a question, you might need to come a little bit to the front and then just speak into the mic so obviously it records for the audio podcast. And then speak loud enough so everyone else can hear you. There you go, sir. It's Sambuca. Has anyone got a question? Yeah, there's a few. These guys may be first dead because they're close. First of all, guys, massive congrats on the last few days. Um, it's been great to watch it on social media and stuff like that. Uh, my question to you is, what's the best location for a weekend away golf trip um, in England and in Europe? Wow. England excluding Scotland or? Uh, England excluding Scotland, yeah. Oh, uh, to be honest, I'd, I'd actually probably say down the, the West Coast, like Hillside, yeah. SNA. Birkdale. Stay in Liverpool. Stay in Liverpool. Source it. I'm going there tomorrow. I'll let you know how it is. Please but, do. Yeah, I think I think that we'll pick five courses then. That Hillside, do. SNA, Birkdale. Got to do Wallasey. Formby and Wallasey. Wallasey's insane. You can stay, stay in Liverpool. Ideal. If if you were going to Scotland, obviously around St Andrews, there's so many amazing golf courses. Crail, Ely, all St Andrews courses. Um, but East East Lothian, where we've just been, insane. Get like an, we got an Airbnb, didn't we? It's really yeah, it's nice, well right nice. on the front of the golf course at North Berwick. It's heaven. And then I'd say um, Europe. I'd actually probably go Turkey. I think some of the golf courses in Turkey are just outrageous. Like stay at like Regnum and you've got Max Royale, Regnum, the Faldo course. They're all f- loads of them are fuddlet as well. So you get some great golf all, all like 24 hours you could play golf. So it's class. Some good hotels as well. I'll start saving up then. <laughs> <laughs> um, just wondering, obviously you did your um, video with Rick Daniels uh, and the lads down at MyScope. I'd be interested to see a uh, a match with Rick against some of the talent down there. Your, your, your games where you play, where you start at 10 under and see if the lads at MyScope could potentially... Uh, beat me. Beat you. Yeah, probably could. Um... Uh, we we are or you could just play Rick Daniels and I've done with it it would be good I don't know if I'd want to get my ass kicked again um, <laughs> I, no Rick's a pretty good golfer um, there was some good players there wasn't there there's some really good players there I think let's give them a few years let's see if they are willing to do it um, still trying to recoup some money from that 
video. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But I think, I think I love supporting the college. You know, I was there for a couple of years. Um, if we can, if we can do more at the college, then great. Cause you went to my school, didn't you? I did, yeah. Yeah. So I think anything that I can do kind of there would be great. Um, I also want to take that concept and actually go to a college in America. So I think the characters and the personalities will be very, very different for There's camera. a few of them who go from there and move on, and it's nice so. to see them move yeah, on. Yeah, really good. Just a note on that, though, and this is one thing I don't think we've ever put in the podcast or spoke about, but I think we should give it a bit of light to now because it's something else he did. On that day when Rick played at Myersco and put up all that money, he actually also donated £5,000 to the college. Mm. And as bad as it sounds, we put it in the video, and then we thought it doesn't quite fit. We actually took it out of the video, so no one ever saw it. We but took it out of the video? Yeah, we did. It took out the video. <laughs> um, what? But yes, yeah, so that was another nice touch that obviously you gave back to that college. I know you had a great time there. Met yeah, some I great friends. I had some great night outs, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Any more questions? Uh, just a quick one for either one of you. What makes match play so bleeding hard? Match play? Yeah. I find it so much easier. It's a grind. Yeah, probably me too. Easier. I find that you can have blow up holes and you can, I think it's, I love the psychology of it. I love how you can win on the first tee. If you rock up like with one minute to spare, chuck your bag down, stick a ball on the floor without even teeing up and smash driver down the middle, you've won. You know, I think it's... <laughs> what does that happen? <laughs> in a film, yeah. But I think I love the mental side. Of, I love the mental side of match play. And I love how you're just playing against one person. Um, if you struggle with match play, the top tips is feel like kind of trying to... Um, I know you might the sportsmanship of match play is quite challenging isn't it some, for some people well what about this then so this is one of the techniques I've got in the locker I've not used it on Rick yet but it will come one day we're playing together of course we both know that's a caveat you have to both know it I'm on a par 3 it's your honour right it's normally about a 7 iron if I pull out my 5 iron before you hit so you start thinking oh is that wind actually that bad I best hit my 5 iron too you missile it through the green and I then get out my 7 iron which I wanted to hit all along. How does that sit with you? Love it. Perfect. There you go. I, I love any, I love any of those kind of tactics where you give loads of bird, loads of gimmies early and then don't give gimmies at the end. I love this kind of if if you're playing partners really slow, you play really quick. Yeah. What about then the caveat would be if you were say you remember here Lancaster Golf Club and you're playing a visitor from another club, you obviously have to give them some insight to the course. That's only fair. Or do you not? Can you just tell them nothing? Of course you can tell them nothing. <laughs> At least you tell you about Rick now. Of course you can tell them nothing. Win at all costs. Yeah, just say. Uh, just act dumb. Oh, I can't, can't remember this whole. <laughs> Haven't you been the captain here? Yeah, but I can't. I just can't remember what I this. They've had a redesign or a rejig. Yeah, you got to be brutal. So that's how to get Barrett match play. Be brutal. From That's from Rick Shields' mouth. <laughs> Any more questions? Uh, yeah. What's it like going from playing on camera, which I guess is kind of quite serious then, playing casually and kind of how does it feel and you know how much do you play casually now what does that mean <laughs> just like oh yeah I guess it's never casual is it? <laughs> does anyone play without cameras on <laughs> um, uh, to be honest I've, I play so rarely without cameras it is really nice when I get a chance it's really nice um, but but often I actually feel really guilty if I don't play if I play golf without cameras I genuinely get a feeling of guilt you know because I want to show people when I go four four under through five and sometimes no, that's just, like when who, you play when you're dreaming those I just, rounds I, just, I sometimes just can't show it to the world <laughs> but no I, I do feel a bit more relaxed because 
what what's mad about making videos obviously when you are making videos for youtube you've got to kind of paint the picture you've got to like wrap 150 yards out the wind's into i don't really want to miss left you know i've got a good score going you kind of verbalizing what really is going through your head but it's not really what i'd normally be thinking if i was playing um but you've kind of got to paint the picture for a youtube video because otherwise it's just like hi 150 hit like you've got to like bring bring the emotion mm. into it really so my friends get really annoyed with me when i'm playing with them and, I'm, <laughs> and, and there's no cameras because they're saying what are you doing rick why, why are you telling me all this just hit the hit the shot um but yeah i i i know you don't play loads casually you go to the range a lot i don't particularly practice i need to practice a bit more um i kind of I, I do my best to try and make as many golf videos as i can um and sometimes cycle from scotland to liverpool i just fill my time with that rather than actually hitting balls yeah. but yeah it's, it's it's something i need to do more of ideally i think when ideally i free up some time i'll practice and play the young lad at the back with the top got my mum vip and you in there mm. hey you've got the approval from my mum it's you're in um my question is would you ever do an episode of break 75 at lancaster yes Are you, are you are you on the marketing team? Yeah. Are you on the social media team? <laughs> Mum, you didn't vet this question very well before. <laughs> uh, absolutely. To be honest, to be honest, we did actually try. I've, I've rang up in the past, but I think it was the wrong time of year. So when we get the right time of year, we'll come back. Yeah. What's a good time to play? Uh, summer. The good. <laughs> what's Maybe the August. What's the par? Uh. 72. Bring the mic up a tiny bit higher. And then what's the course record? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> don't worry about that, Rick. <laughs> um, yeah, we'd love to. We'd love to. So yeah, let's... let's. It might not be this year. Or it might be when we can because we've got a bit of a tight schedule going on at the moment. But yeah, I'd love to. Are you going to come and carry for me? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh. You, can, you come and carry for me. <laughs> All right, guys. Sorry to cut a little bit short. Um, someone's got a bike ride tomorrow so let's do one more quick question if you don't mind the guy in the middle who's had his arm up a few times if you don't mind he's got a Lion Scott top on so he's good as well <laughs> uh, my question's about the mental side of golf how if you're having a bad round 12-13 holes in do you just keep it together and not just want to give up and just trying to get through the holes but really that steady yourself to play good holes towards the end mate I think that's the question that every single golfer on the planet asks themselves if honestly yeah. I think it's very golf's one of the most enjoyable but most frustrating sports in the whole world as everybody knows in this room so it, it's trying to take the small wins um and, and, and in a weird way like sounds ridiculous but even I could relate what I've done today or the last few days into golf like the first day I didn't I wanted to quit genuinely i was ready to go i can't do this this is too hard and but you take the small wind you go well let's let's try and get through the next kilometer let's try and get to the next milestone let's try and get to the next pit stop and i don't think it's too dissimilar to golf like sometimes it's like yeah i'm having a terrible round but could i could i make a birdie could i make a par even could i could i hold that 15 footer just just something that keeps you invested in the round of golf but golf's bloody hard as we all know in this room like but you you need to set those small little wins along the way and even if you just 
you have a horrendous round, but you can look back at it and go, you know what? I didn't quit. I didn't NR. I take that as a win. Mm. And to be honest with you, after the 13th hole, when I ripped up the scorecard off, mentally I did, it was all right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can still go home and enjoy my day and next time go out and beat it. So I think everyone in this room probably relates to a bad round of golf after not just 13 holes, after two holes sometimes. But you just got to stick with it, get the small wins and it'll, next time you go out and play, you'll be stronger for it. Is all right? Right, guys. Well, thank you to Lancaster Golf Club. You've been amazing. Your hospitality has been superb. Um, we shall be back. And I've got one more day to go, 150 kilometers. If everyone listening and watching would donate, I'd love to. I really would. I mean, I think we're on 40. Let me get a live number on it right now. Oh, wow. It's gone even up more. Um, I'd love to. What's it up to? I'm just wondering if uh, Tom Cruise has donated <laughs> or or David Beckham or Tiger Woods. No, I'll just I'll double check. I think Tiger's put a tenner in. Um, 44 and a half nice. thousand pounds. Very good. Very so, good. So if, if, if you're watching, if you're listening, if we can, if we can not that over 50,000 and possibly more, um, it'll mean a lot and thank you so much thanks for you today thank you mate it's been a pleasure it was uh, God, sweaty was sweaty, hand, it was very sweaty yeah I'm, just, I'm just on that mess. everyone you know here in this room but certainly listening back at home or watching this video wherever you might be you know I, I did a very very small part of this today but I can only honestly echo how hard it actually is it might sound like a broken record for those people that I've spoken to here today about the difficulty of it but it's it's not a bike ride it's, it's more than that it's so tough and the heat as well I mean it's best part of 30 degrees Celsius, which for the guys listening, girls in America listening, might not be too too hot, but for us, it, it's very, very hot. So it, it's difficult. Please donate if you can. Rick's doing a great, great job uh, raising awareness and obviously so much cash as well. Um, but yeah, thank you. Keep going, mate. You're doing a great job. Thanks, pal. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for coming. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.